Hello and welcome back to Unapologetic Tea. Today we're going to do a freestyle talk about my abuser. I'm going to let y'all get to know him like everyone else did to show you how everyone was so deceived by a wolf in sheep clothing. So let's get into it. This podcast may talk about things that are sensitive to others and of graphic nature. Listeners, discretion is advised. So I know in my last episode, we kind of jumped. I'm I'm jumping a little bit, but we stopped like when I was about 10, 11, between 10 and 12. Um, But today I want y'all to get to know Gray. I'm going to call him Gray. Um, I want y'all to really get to know Gray. I want y'all to really like see what everybody else seen and how everybody else was so shocked and floored when stuff started really um revealing itself um gray is the type of man that looks good on paper and also has this friendly talkative vibe in person he is caring affectionate hardworking hardworking and a great provider he is adventurous and known as to be fun in the life of the party. He absolutely loves kids. And he will get any and everyone's kids. At least that's what we thought. Um, Gray was too good to be true. And the image that he was trying to keep, keep up. Slowly started to fade. And the real him began to show. He's very abusive. Verbally. Physically. And mentally. It's either his way. Or it's his way. Gray is a master manipulator. He is very narcissistic and he's a compulsive liar. Gray is selfish and he really doesn't give a care in the world about nobody but himself. With that being said, Gray was the type of dad that was labeled as fun and cool. We always you go on trips and stay in the latest fashion. Every weekend, you're always doing something new eat out all the time but the man can cook for real for real um we stayed in nice houses and had um nice cars had dope block parties but when that other side came out he was very unrecognizable um gray is also very ocd um gray is very temperamental um and gray also hide his his other side very well um, I'm gonna get a little personal. I had wrote like a whole segment, but I'm not even gonna read it because uh, I was told it um led to go another way. So when I was about 23, 24, 24, I think, right up in that area, 24. Um I had uh, found out I was pregnant. Uh, I had lost my very first baby. Um, She died. She was a stillborn. And so two years later, in 2016, um, I found out I was pregnant again. So I tried to approach things differently. And so I was like, okay, I say I forgive them. So I decided to reach out. Mind you, uh, Gray was in prison uh, doing 15, uh, 15 year sentence. Um, we're going to get into that too, but, um, Gray was doing a 15 year sentence and I haven't seen Gray literally since I was 16. Last time seeing him, talking to him or whatever. So, um, 
when I took my time to write him after finding out I was pregnant, um, my letter basically went like, um, I'm writing this letter to let you know that there's no pressure. I don't, I don't hate you. I don't feel no type of way for you. If anything, I feel very, 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 very much sorry for you. And whatever you went through in life and whatever somebody did to you to make you do it to me, um, I'm sorry about that. And I was just like basically telling him I forgive him. With that being said, I also put in there that I'm forgiving you because I got to be a better person. And I don't want this cycle to continue in my life or in my child's life. Because the forgiveness is not for him. The forgiveness was for me. I had to finally decide to forgive him because... The stuff that happened to me as a child was affecting me well into my adulthood. And I just didn't want to keep hiding somebody's secret. Like, even though I was very vocal at the time about it, I wasn't hiding no more. Um, by the time I got 17, 18, it was just, I'm, I'm going to tell the whole world, like, he used to be doing stuff to me and I'm I'm not on that. I'm not trying to hide him. I'm not trying to protect him. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people feel like I liked it or if I enjoyed it or asking stupid questions. I didn't even care at this point. I'm tired of walking around with somebody else's demons, somebody else's luggage, somebody else's bag, somebody else's deep, dark secrets. That's not my, that's not my place. So, so I'm going to read the response when he wrote me back, um, on the letter. So, I'm going to read everything. So, these are the little side notes on it. It says, excuse me, I apologize for hurting you. I'm deeply sorry for your heavy heart. My name, it says, I miss you and I always will love you no matter what. The truth is I've been sitting here in prison just waiting for you to write me. I know that you've been living with a heavy heart and my evil secret. I know deep down in your heart you really, really hate me. But deep down in my heart, I hate me even more than you do. I have learned that before a man can go forward, he has to be prepared to finish his unfinished business in the past with his daughter. You are my past and my future. Without you, there is no me. I love you, my name, and I, I'm very sorry that I hurt you the way that I did. When I was reading your letter, I felt something inside me move. I never felt nothing like that before in my life. I felt your pain in your words. I felt your words jumping out at me off the paper. Your words were powerful and strong. You said in the letter <clears throat> that you forgive me for everything. That brought tears to my eyes. Right then I said to myself, I don't deserve your forgiveness. I don't deserve your forgiveness. But I know that your forgiveness is for you. It helps you to heal your, heal your pain. My name. I would have done this years ago.
but you kept running away from me. And now I know why, because you hate me as your father. So now that I know how you feel about me, it's time for me to make things right by you. I'm sorry for being an evil father to you. I always knew that you hated me, but I never knew just how much. So I would like to apologize for breaking your heart. I would like to apologize for disappointing you all these years. I would like to apologize for the hurt, harm, and pain I've caused in your life. I would like to apologize for making, for making you feel uncomfortable about yourself over the years. And I would like to apologize for not reaching out to you while I was in prison. He's still in prison. Not right now, but in this letter he was. But the truth is, I never knew how to get in contact with you. But most of all, I want to apologize for dealing with the, for not dealing with the truth about how I treated you all those years. And also, I'm sorry for all the hateful words and all the hateful things I ever said and done to you. I want to apologize for treating you like a stepchild. When all you ever wanted was for me to love you like a father loves his daughter. I'm sorry. I was wrong. And how I'm reading these words, that's how, it's, that's how it really feels like when I'm reading it. Nothing. No life. No nothing. It's just, he just writing it. <clears throat> you said in the letter I was trying to protect myself by not telling everyone the truth about everything. But I was... I was doing what, but what I was doing was trying to keep you from you all for myself. I was wrong again, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Crazy. I pray that one day you will find it in your loving heart to forgive me for my sins. I want to make things right with you again. Do you want to ever have a daughter and father relationship again? I do. My name. I love you with lines up under it. And I don't want to lose you as a daughter. Please don't go. When I get out, I want to work on our daughter and father relationship. I will do whatever I need to do to make things right. Again, with us, just tell me what I have to do and I will do it. My name, I have never forgotten about you i love you too much much capitalized all capital letters with two three lines up under it comma <laughs> and nothing will ever stop me from loving you my world will never be the same without you i miss you in my life my life has oh but i know that's my fault not yours and even though I know that you're grown now, I still need you in my life, my name. And I know that you will still need me too. I know that this is going to take some time, but I want you to know I'm here for you. Even though you hate me, I'll do whatever it takes to make this right. And if you don't want to see me again in life, I will understand. I just want you to know I love you, my name, no matter what. Exclamation marks three. I always did. God is going to make it better for you.
How do I know? <laughs> because he said it in his word. God is going to take me, mean, take away the pain I cause. Love your father. P.S. I always love you. I will always love you. You even, ah, my bad, y'all, hold on. I will always love you, even if you don't want me in your life. What I did to you is my sins and not yours. And every, even though you don't want your father's love right now, I understand your pain and disappointment. I'm going to let y'all sit on that one. Because that's what I mean, like, the manipulation and the lies and the, he can't even keep it together, like, I don't know. And when I first read that letter, I felt so many type of ways because I was just like, I can't, you can't be for real right now, like, are you, are you serious? Mind you, he's been out, like, a year, going on two. And I'm on the block list. When he first got out, he, he was calling my phone 11 o'clock at night. I said, listen, you be outside all day. You wait till you get to that halfway house. But you got to be there at 10 o'clock. And you call me at 11. That's an hour after you get in. I'm not your girlfriend. Please do not call my phone at the 10 o'clock. Period. <laughs> I'm on the block list, y'all. I seen that nigga about a couple weeks ago. He can't even look me in my face. He's so scared and he's so, he don't know what I would do. For, like I tried to kill him, y'all, like literally. This is no joke. Like, I'm saying this on a podcast. Like, I really tried to kill that boy. Like, I hated him that much. Because that's just how much I knew he was really trying to, like... It wasn't just about being molested. He wasn't just trying to molest me. He was trying to make me a girlfriend for life. He probably was trying to make me his baby mama... I, who knows how far his mom went on the situation. But it was just sad to know that all these years, like, he really thought that he was doing something. Like, he really thought that I felt some type of way that he felt. Like, he thought I felt like that was okay. He thought I just was in La La Land, like, I don't know what he thought. It was just disappointing that he just don't really even know me. Um, I'm very headstrong. I'm sorry. Like, um, that's me. I'm, once I put my mind to it, once I make my mind up, I'm doing it. It's like no ifs, ands, buts about it. That comes to anything in life with me. Because you only got one time. You only got one time. And if you slip up and you don't know or you be undecisive or you don't stand on what you believe in, then you become a victim and not a survivor. See, he thought I was going to become a victim, a molestation turned into a relationship because this is really happening outside 
of our put together lives. Like this is real life. You have fathers out here who has been having sexual contact with their blood daughters since they've been born or since they've been of age. And these girls end up having babies. And these girls end up having a whole relationship with their father. Like they would have with a man and like a regular relationship. And that was the most scariest thing for me. Growing up, I had 92.7 to beat jams. And after hours, they used to play Deep Dark Secrets. And I used to have my headphones in. And I used to listen to Deep Dark Secrets on the radio. And when I heard some of the callers that came in, that's how old I am, that came in, these girls was on there saying that they done had two and three kids from their daddy. And they mama is married to the daddy. And it's just so crazy because some people will put up with anything just to keep a man. And that's sad. And that's real sad. And I see these ladies have outside relationships. But just to play it off. But they dad come to their house every night. Like. People think this is some stuff you just make up. You can't make this up. This is real life. Maybe one, two out of ten girls that you meet, they done been molested. They done been touched on. They done been raped. They done been victimized. And you wonder why we have so many confuse people in the world. <laughs> they say, have you ever been shot? I've never been shot. But I can tell you right now, I'd rather get shot than to have my biological donor Write me love letters from the prison. I'll take that bullet any day. Because I never grew up with a dad. I grew up with an in-house boyfriend. You might as well say. The only person was enjoying it was him. And people ask me that uncomfortable question. All the time. So you telling me that you didn't like it? No. No, I didn't like it. <laughs> Who likes it? Yeah, your body going to react because it's the body. The body is going to react. I don't care what you say. I don't care what people say or how people try to sugarcoat it. When somebody do something to your body, it's going to react. But do you have to... React with it? No. Because I was taught that every action doesn't deserve a reaction. And that's just how it works. Like, every night, 
I was thinking of a way to get out of it instead of thinking of a way to just get used to it, if that makes any sense. Like, it was to the point that it was so bad that when I said, like, when I decided and I got free, and if he ever, like, just was to drop us off on the summer vacation with my mama, I was going to have sexual relations with another nigga, like, but it wasn't going to be a nigga my age. And that's the scariest thing ever. I never experienced having, like, real relationship with dudes my age. I don't really do relationships, and I can count every relationship that I had on my hand, and the longest one has been 10, but 10 years, and that was long for me. I don't have that many boyfriends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that's cool. They might think we go together, but we do not go together. That's crazy, like, and that's what type of person I was. Because that's what type of, I was so detached and so out of body just to stay alive, just to survive, just to wake up and have my mind that detaching your feelings is the hardest, it's, it's the hardest thing you have to do in life. The hardest, especially when you in survivor mode. Because. Anything. I was fueled by so much hate. And so much. Aggression. That. I didn't understand. Why I was going through what I was going through. And I didn't understand why I ain't had no help. And I don't understand why somebody was trying to make me do it. So that concludes our time for today. Um, I have two good scriptures from y'all for y'all to um for anybody who needs just a little comfort. Um so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteousness, my righteous right hand. Isaiah 10, 41. Verse 10. Um, the next one is, and he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And that's from the book of Revelations. Until next time, stay fearless, be encouraged. And stand in your truth.